Welcome, everyone. Um, oh, let me pin my video. That would help. So welcome. You know, when I sent um, out the email this morning about, excuse me, talking about one of the greatest hypnotic uh, uh, speeches, you know, because uh, I was, you know, I was thinking about this, believe it or not, and because it, it actually started something I read over the weekend, someone sent out and, and they're just, and I made the same mistake. I'll always, I'll always preface that where they sent out and it's an old study where they, and people still use it. And it, it said like only 7% of your communication is the words that you use. And the original one says something like 50 some percent of your communication is nonverbal. And it goes down this list and it went around for a long time. I used it. A lot of people used it. Guess what? That's, that's crap. That is not true. Right. Even the guy that came out with the study goes, no, 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 no. That's not what you guys mis misinterpreted everything I meant by this thing. Right. Because I, even when I would read that, I'm like, there's something wrong here. If words don't matter that much, if it's all this other stuff, how do certain speeches last through time? Right. And even just listening to them, yes, you still get the vocal, you know, vocal inflections and the timing and, and all of this. Right. But if you're just listening and it can inspire you or move you in whatever way the speaker was trying to do uh, without seeing the person. So you don't know what their body language is. Right. So, yes, words do matter, you know, which is a direct pitch for my hypnotic writing course, because the words you use do matter. But since today is Martin Luther King Day in, uh, in the United States, you know, in the beautiful United States of America, with the exception, I think, I, unless they changed it, Arizona is the only state that doesn't celebrate. Um, but anyway, you know, it's the, it's the famous Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech. Well, first of all, Again, how things become generalized in culture. The speech is actually a lot longer. If you go look it up, it's, it, it's a lot longer than the, the part that we think of. I have a dream. That's at the very end, right? But if you go down and you look at the speech, it's, you know, it's very hypnotic in the way that it's written. You know? and, and how can we use that, right? Well, again, a lot of times, especially hypnotists, NLPers, even some personal coaching coaches trained in this, for some reason, we have a little bit of a hesitation to use our skills when it comes to communication to the general public. You'll use your hypnosis or NLP skills greatly when you're coaching someone or when you're, you know, when you're trying to get someone ready for a maybe a performance or a certain thing, but do you use it just in general, right? And yet when you look at things that last through time, they're very hypnotic, right? They're very hypnotic, right? And the I have a dream speech, I'm gonna to drop to the bottom the part we know where it's, you know, let it, and it's really, and everybody overlooks this. First of all, they think it starts with I have a dream. He does a nice setup with, with a contrast, right? Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. 
right? Which is setting you up for, we don't, how many people want to be in the valley of despair? And then he says, I say to you, my friends, right? That very political, all politicians say that, but it's very powerful, my friends, right? And then he doubles down on a little bit of the negative, which is even though we face difficulties of today and tomorrow, so today where you're at right now, we have difficulties. It's also future pacing. We may have difficulties, right? I have, this is where he goes, I still have a dream, you know? It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. Three times in one sentence, he uses the term dream. What is a dream, right? So when you hear that word, what is a dream? For most people, dreams are pleasant, right? Dreams are pleasant because you, you've seen, you know, if it's not, we call it a nightmare, right? And so it was very structured. And by saying that, I have a dream. I still have a dream. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. It ties in two things, dream generally, right? And what's the American dream that most of us in this country have been taught since birth? You know, uh, all men are created equal. Eh. Um, you know, I mean, in theory, it sounds good. I don't know if the country lives up to that, obviously, even though it's been what, you know, 50, 60 years since this speech. But, you know, and um, when you hear the word dream, it sets your mind into a pleasant state. And then he, and he uses the word dream, I think around 10 to 12 times just in the end of this, right? And those of us trained in hypnosis and NLP, and I'm guilty of not doing this enough, which is called compounding, right? You don't say a suggestion once, you say it over and over again, right? As, uh, you know, uh, Diamond Diller would say, you know, if you get a post that works or an ad that works, it's why they run it over and over again. It's compounding, right? We'll, pull, we'll throw up a post, um, which is great, maybe it gets attention, but do you compound it? Do you post it again? Do you post again at a different time because of the nature of social media? You know, it, if you see it in the morning, that's great. But what if you're not online in the morning? So you need to repost it. But about the dream, right? And again, he uses the term dream, which sets the preface up beautifully to the group he's talking to, you know? Um, and he uses very, Sensory-based language, right? The state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, right? And, it, and most of us have been in a situation where it's, I live in Florida, shit happens all the time. It's sweltering, right? And you know what that's like? It's uncomfortable, right? And, as, and I think he was brilliant in two ways. A, he's tagging into the, you know, to the target market, African-Americans who have suffered the sweltering pain of injustice and oppression, right? But also tags into uh, everyone else that maybe has never felt the injustice or the oppression, but we know what it's like to be uncomfortable, right? So again, it's like, it's, it's funneling down, right? Um, and just think about the power of that. And again, he keeps repeating dream, right? And he talks about it transforming, going from the negative, the sweltering heat of oppression and injustice 
into the oasis of freedom and justice, right? And if I remember right, if you watch the cameras there, and again, it wasn't set up to really tape it that way, but he's using different move, move, uh, uh, movements as he's talking, right? And again, when you fast forward a few decades, you know, you see the good communicators have learned from this, right? The Bill Clintons, the Barack Obamas, right? On how to use the motions, right? And, and setting that contrast between what, where people may be to where they want to be. And I have a dream that we can arc through that, right? And then he uses really good analogy um, about children. Because we all hope for, as Kennedy said, a better, you know, we all want the same thing, a better life for our children. That's universal across pretty much every culture, right? And he, and he brings that up. So if you're watching, you're having a dream, you're like, that. Ah, be, be nice to move from the uncomfortable to the comfortable. And where little black children from Mississippi can join hands with little white children from wherever and, and bring together, right? So again, and he keeps mentioning dreams that the dreams um, will be shed, well, exalted from every hilltop, mountain. I mean, it's, it's beautiful analogy. It's very hypnotic, right? And of course, he was a um, Southern Baptist preacher, which has been known to use very hypnotic language. And if you go back and you listen to the speech, not just the words, but his delivery is very hypnotic, right? And, and it takes you to where you want to go, right? And then he uses the words like, it's our hope. And we all know what it's like to have hope. And, if you, and the very structure of our hope, you know, which is, you know, making my hope your hope. Right. And he talks about struggling together. We're, you know, that we're not in this alone. The idea of struggling, we all want to struggle together. I mean, when there's bad times, you do you want to be in a group that's in your DNA, right? As much as some people in the hypnosis world want to make fun of the 12-step movement, they don't understand that. You know, you don't want to go through this alone, whether it's alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, whatever the addiction happens to be. You want to struggle together with a group that's been there, right? It's the, it's the strength of, you know, um, the brotherhood of, of what happens in the military. You know, you, you struggle together to get to the end result, right? And then toward the end, he starts uh, segueing or transitioning to the words of freedom. We'll stand for freedom together. Free one day. You know, and again, he keeps using dream and then, and he still uses the analogy of all of God's children. Right? We all like to think of ourselves as God's children. Right? And so it's like an interesting thing. Right. And then he does the uh, 
about, you know, my country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. And he does it with his voice, right? Of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountain's side. And he takes a pause, if I remember right. Let freedom ring. And he overlooks the audience. If you, you're entranced by this point, ladies and gentlemen, whether you, and I remember, I think it was some of the people on the other side of the aisle that didn't like his thinking admitted this was probably the most moving speech they'd ever heard. Right? And it scared them. Right? And then he talks about let freedom ring, and he repeats that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Is that hypnotic? And then he ties it with different commands. From the, from the hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring from the mountains of New York, the Alleghenies of Pennsylvania, right? Let freedom ring from the Rockies. He goes through and he's engulfing the country, right? So he's doing the, 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 the compounding at the beginning of the section, let freedom ring, and he's bringing more and more people in, right? So, you know, look out mountain of Tennessee and, and that. And, and then he does a very cool hypnotic command. And when this happens, not if, when, very hypnotic. Don't we use that when you're writing a script or if you're using a script? When this happens, that happens, right? Uh, whether you want to do a hypnotic, you know, connection, but he's future pacing when this happens, which is presupposing it's going to happen. Um, you know, and again, he brings in God's children. And then he incorporates everyone at the end, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics. We'll all be able to join hands and sing in the words of the, of the old Negro, Negro spiritual. Free at last! Free at last. Thank God Almighty. We're free at last. I used to go to a fundamentalist church, so I heard that thousands of times when I grow up. Right? But if you think about it, right, it's the compounding. Right? And then when you look at other speeches that do the same thing, they're very hypnotic in the way they're written, whether they're long like this one was, because there's several pages before we get to the part that we generally think of. Even something like, you know, the, Getty, the Gettysburg Address. When you really read it, it's very hypnotic. Four score and seven years ago. Sets time in your head. You know, our fathers, which is, you know, it's not, he's in court when, when Lincoln did it. They weren't trained in this, but they were good at it. You know, it's like we're all children of the same father. Our fathers brought forth. You know, not just my father, your father. It's brilliant stuff, but the... On the beautiful Martin Luther King Day, I thought it would be good to kind of break down that speech a little bit anyway and have some fun with it. So again, it's the hypnotic command. It's the compounding, right? It's placing imagery in your head, sweltering heat, which ties a physical uncomfortableness with a more esoteric one like injustice. We all know it's like to be in heat, you know? but oppression or injustice, right? So he's linking all these things together, right? And again, it's the compounding and it's the, 
it's the uh, language patterns that he used. Uh, and, and again, he was a very good um, minister before he got, before he went into the, the, the world of um, what he was in, you know, which he still stayed a minister of the, is it the Ebenezer Baptist Church? I think that's it, right? In, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, right? And so just, you know, do we do that with our language? Do we do that with what we're beginning to think about, you know, whether all our communication, okay? Because again, I think sometimes we shut off that part of our minds, hypnotic, NLP, you know, uh, uh, subconscious communication, when, um, excuse me, you know, when we're, we, when we're just generally giving a talk, giving a speech, giving a um, communication, maybe if you're doing a Facebook Live or a TikTok video, you know, I always teach what I need to remind myself. So now when I get ready to do my like little one minute Instagrams or TikToks, that to remember to like think this through a little bit. Am I compounding? Am I doing the things we're talking about? And again, in the current world, the other reason you want to compound, uh, some social media guy was talking about, let's say you do a um, even a one minute TikTok video, right? You need to repeat it, whatever your message is, basically three times within that one minute, right? Why? They may not watch the whole video, right? And the way the scroll comes up, it may, for some reason, kick it like 15 or 20 seconds into it. Right. And so, you know, it's like we want to use these skills uh, all the time. So, again, if you want now for the sales pitch now. So if you want to learn more about this, we're doing hypnotic marketing and our hypnotic writing and over the top marketing 2.0. It's coming up uh, in a week, less than a week, the 21st of January uh, as part of my hypnotic selling protocols I'm putting together. So we're, we're having fun with that. So we're doing hypnotic marketing, uh, hypnotic writing and over-the-top marketing. The next class will be um, Unstoppable Hypnotic Sales Confidence, using hypnosis and NLP in the sales process uh, with confidence, things like that. So I'm, I'm developing a protocol with that. So we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So if you have any questions, just direct message me or click on the link below, and we'll talk soon.